my name's Jamie, and I'm the youth specialist here at Mosaic. And um, normally the cause of all the noise and rumbling upstairs you hear with the kids running around. Uh, but today Brad has invited me down here to cause noise and rumblings, talking to you guys. Over the past couple of weeks, you've been looking at the Ten Commandments and the importance and significance of, of them and seeing the rele relevance of them, of them today, as we've called them the love letters to you. So I have a question to ask all of you, and I want you to be real, real honest with me and not just give me the answer that I, you expect me to want. The question is, how are you feeling today? Awesome. Tiffany. Oh, there we go. Awesome. awesome. It's Sunday. It is, it's, and it's the July 4th weekend. Tiffany, how are you feeling? Good. Anyone else? Andrew? I'm tired. Tired? Me too. Yeah, anyone else feeling tired? Well, yeah, it's my turn to answer that question. Honestly, apart from feeling excited and a little bit nervous, speaking to you guys, I'm feeling, as, we've, as we say from where I'm from, London, I'm feeling knackered, which translated means extremely tired, worn out, fatigued, sleepy, beat. I'm a stay-at-home dad of an almost three-year-old, or as we call him, the three-nager, <laughs> and almost a one-year-old who's the fastest crawler in the West, Philly. And so I'm constantly on the chase. Um, also, my other job is a DJ. In fact, I was DJing a wedding last night, and as I said earlier, I'm the youth specialist here. So all these things combined does not make for a wide-awake sort of chappy. So, as you probably guessed by now, I'm going to be talking about the fourth commandment, which appears, on which it appears, called keeping the Sabbath. Now, hang on a minute, Jamie. Some of you are probably thinking, what's that got to do with being tired and overworked? Well, my friends, it has everything to do with it. Now, before I go on, let's look at the passage together from which my talk is based. It's taken from Exodus 20, 8 through 11. Chapter 20 is basically the Ten Commandments being listed out, telling us what we should do and shouldn't do. And here is the fourth commandment. Remember the Sabbath day. Keep it holy. Six days you shall labor, do all your work, but on the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter or your male servant or your female servant or your livestock or the sojourner who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them and then rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. So why is this important? Well, I'm going to be focusing on a particular word, rested. Why is rest so important? Okay, so in order to move forward with this, we're going to have to go back to the beginning, when God created earth, back to creation. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 1 and 3, thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done, and rested on the seventh day from all the work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on, on it, God rested from all the work that he had done in creation. So, as we know from the book of Genesis, that God created everything in six days. And then on the seventh day, he stopped, pulled up a lazy boy, sat back, cracked open a can of beer, or made a cup of tea or something like that, 
and then admired all he'd done and created. Well, that's kind of like how I like to imagine it. It might be different for you. But on the final day of creation week, he rested and observed and enjoyed his creation. So if we examine the wording of the Sabbath commandment given at Sinai, we find that God based this commandment on creation itself. It's not based on some ceremonial system created by the people of Israel, but God's grounds the Sabbath and rest in his own actions at the creation of the world. It's the rhythm of all creation. It's part of us. It's built into us. We are part of that creation story. God rested so he could restore himself from all the work that he did because he needed a change of pace and wanted time to reflect on what he had done. Rest, a break from regular work that's renewing. Now, there's an idea that, as an agricultural nation as Israel was, that they needed to rest their work animals. They, too, needed to recover from a grueling week of uh, work. But also, the land needed rest. And so this also happens in modern farming. And a lot of farms will practice crop rotation. Now, crop rotation is growing the same crop in the same place for many years in a row. And doing that depletes the soil of certain nutrients. With with, uh, rotation of a crop that leaches the soil of one kind of nutrient is followed by the next season by growing a different crop that returns the nutrient to the soil. Rotation also alleviates the buildup of pests and germs that also can harm crops. It also improves the soil and fertility. And also just as effective is growing crops in different parts of the farmer's land. To let the soil rest, it also has the same effect. So as you can see, rest is vital in nature. But we are also created in his image. We, so we also need rest to be renewed. Now, you've all heard, probably heard of a guy called Lin-Manuel Miranda. And if you haven't, please show me that rock you've been hiding under. As it must be very good soundproofing, and I could use it to hide from my boys. <laughs> anyway, I digress. Lin-Manuel was coming off a big run of his last musical, which he called In the Heights. It was successful, won some awards, but he also needed a new challenge, a new musical. He was struggling to find ideas, so he went away on vacation and needed a good book to read, as we all do. Someone recommended a book to him, and uh, as he got into the book, whilst chilling, floating in a pool, on a chair, sipping a sangria, he got into the book and realized that this book was ideal for some sort of musical, but not just any song and dance musical, but songs uh, driven by rap and hip-hop. The book the friend recommended, if you haven't uh, guessed by now, was Ron Chernow's biography of Alexander Hamilton. Lin-Manuel then proceeded to eventually write the musical that we know today, and it pushed and broke so many musical theatre boundaries. It even caused one respected critic to compare Lin-Manuel's work to something of Shakespeare. This shows that when we rest, we can find new inspiration to seek new goals or ideas. So I have another question to ask yourselves. Am I resting well? And I think there would be very few of us that can answer that uh, positively. We're all familiar with the old proverb, early to bed, early to rise, makes a person healthy, wealthy, and wise. 
But since the advent, the advent of electricity, the amount of sleep and the quality of it has been in steady decline. I think we've kind of twisted that proverb to be more like early out of bed and late to bed makes a person wealthy. We've just left out the wealthy and wise. We've become a society which has tipped the scales heavily in favor of our work lives than our rest lives. It's understandable in most cases. A lot of us need multiple jobs to survive. The competition in the workplace is ridiculous. You know, we live under huge pressures that if we are seen somehow not to be staying late in our office uh, and bring, or bringing home work, we apparently seem to be slacking. This culture seems to be ingrained in us more and more, especially from childhood. Who here has kids that seem to be bringing an insane amount of homework? And this, coupled with the increase of technology, contributes to us not resting and sleeping enough. Sleep is seen as something that we could do without, and skipping it has become the and skipping it has become the norm. The problem is. Sleep isn't optional. It's a crucial biological function. God created sleep, and therefore it's vital. Now, there was a study in the U.S. that more than 83.6 million people in the U.S. are believed to be sleep-deprived. That's more than a third of Americans not getting enough sleep. Just imagining it like The Walking Dead, just people just walking around in a daze. I'm certainly one of those people who have been guilty of nodding off when we're not supposed to. Wake up! That was for one of you who's fallen asleep during my sermon. <laughs> now, there's a psalm, Psalm 127, verse 2. It's in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved sleep. How many days do we get up early and work late into the night? And it was in vain because our minds grow so tired. We begin to make unwise decisions, and we can't concentrate. And so our pro productivity plummets. We get snappy with our loved ones. The fact is simple, that we do not take advantage of the fact that God gives his beloved sleep. We rob ourselves of crucial necessity of rest. And when we do rest, it certainly isn't constructive. Now, we all here have different ways, completely different ways, to decompress from our work. And, as, and they change as, they get, as we get older. You know, I have a completely different way of relaxing ten years, from 10 years ago, even as recently as four. You would have found me down a loud, noisy bar, hanging with friends, having a drink, singing karaoke. Now, my idea of, sitting, my idea of relaxing is sitting in the sofa in complete silence. Silence. Sweet silence. Sitting in silence is where I get renewed. Now, I have a neighbor who has kids, and one day my wife was walking past, and our neighbor was just sitting in her car. And so my wife was a bit worried because she was just literally sitting there. And she went up to check if she was okay. And she just turned and said, Yep, she was fine, but this was the only place that she could decompress before going back into the bedlam of her house. Now, I'm not going to go up, you know, I'm not up here to criticize how you spend your time resting. I just want to pose the question, are you being constructive 
and getting the most out of your rest? Are you coming away feeling renewed? Like I said, technology has played a huge part of the lack of rest. And a couple of months ago, a couple of months ago I noticed my sleep was being hugely affected, and it wasn't the kids. I was having very bad insomnia and bad dreams, and I realized it was because something I had incorporated into my bedtime routine, and that was reading Facebook or the news reports on my phone. Now, due to these things, we have instant access to our news, current affairs, what our friends are doing, what they're eating, which is fantastic. <laughs> and as I can call my folks and chat to them in the UK via video link. But it also has a downside, and this was affecting me. Now, as we all know at the moment, news isn't exactly positive. It's not water skiing squirrels or busking dogs. It's pretty distressing stuff. And so I was filling up my head with this and then trying to sleep. But then I would start to worry about the state of the world and my children growing up in it. And if I did, did sleep, it would start penetrating my dreams and I would wake up sweating. So I took one simple action and I brought an alarm clock so I wouldn't oversleep. Although my normal alarm clock is being woken up by being used as a trampoline by my son. <laughs> and then I would leave my phone downstairs out of reach so that dim blue light would not tempt me to turn it on if I struggled to sleep. Before, my phone, before I read my phone, I was a huge book reader, but books had been piling up, not read. And so I just switched my phone for a good book, and it has paid dividends. My insomnia has stopped, my anxiety dreams have stopped, the books are lower, and my sleep is higher. And just because of that small switch, in my routine, it even led me to taking the Facebook app off my phone. So how can I rest well? Well, commit to a specific plan. This plan that I incorporated into my bedtime routine has been fantastic. But in order to get the rest in my work life, I have had to get created and not be rigid in my way of doing things. We tend to plough on. That's... You know, we tend to plough on because that's the way things tend to be. We need to adapt. We need to be innovative, especially in the way we rest. Jesus says in Mark 2, 27, Then he said to him, The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. In that passage, Jesus is thinking of the order of creation. Christ's meaning is, The Sabbath was created for us and not us for the Sabbath. In other words, God created the Sabbath after, after man and woman. Now, God didn't make human beings slaves to the Sabbath to hurt or burden them. He gave them one holy day in seven in which to rest and worship for their good because God knows we need it. But in modern day, it's very hard to do that. Some of us here work Monday to Friday and the weekend is where we can kick back. Some of us have completely different work schedules and work nights and work nights. So daytime is when we sleep and relax. Or some of us work during the weekend. So a day during the week is our day off. I'm in that latter. I'm working right now. 
Sundays for me are generally work because I'm upstairs teaching the kids. Or I'm doing a wedding in the afternoon. And then during the week, I'm watching the boys and working on kids' stuff. So I have to get creative to rest. So this is normally when the boys have a nap or have gone to bed. And I've created a schedule that works for me. Once the boys are napping, I'll just sit for 10 minutes and get my thoughts together and get my sanity back. And then maybe I'll listen to a podcast or a new album or even watch a music documentary. Music is my biggest passion. It's where I feel revitalized and invigorated. Hearing a great track or reading about a band or a musician inspires me. Admittedly, this schedule's not perfect, but I have to spend time getting back to my normal self and renewing myself. Because if I find that I, if I skip it or miss it, it really throws off my game, and I can be like a bear with a sore head. So feel free to be creative. Don't feel the pressure to conform to something that ultimately harms your well-being or prevents you from being sustained. Now, George Shultz was the Secretary of State under President Reagan, and being Secretary of State is a really success, uh, stressful and demanding job. It takes them all over the world, and you have long meetings, especially with high stakes. And he needed something to refocus on the strategic aspects of the job. Otherwise, he'd be constantly pulled into the moment-to-moment tactical issues, never able to focus on larger questions. He created something in what he called the, the Schultz Hour. He liked to carve out one hour each week for quiet reflection, he sat down in his office with a pad and paper, closed the door, and told his secretary not to only interrupt him if only one of two people called, my wife or the president, Shorts recalled. Again, this is difficult to do, but it means we need to be creative. So lastly, to finish up, I just want to give some time to reflect on this, because I'm loath to say, you know, I'm loath to give you guys a prescriptive application to uh, achieving rest because that's what the Pharisees did. So I've created a space on the sheet to fill in your responses, to take home with you and reflect on. So let's just take a moment to open our hearts, declutter our minds, and reflect. So let's just do that. So. I just want us to take a moment's silence, close our eyes, and we have done this occasionally from time to time. It's just a breathing exercise, just to get us into a space of complete relaxation so we can focus on our, what God's saying to us. So just for se- seven seconds, just breathe in slowly. Hold it. And then breathe out. Breathe in. Hold it for seven seconds. And then breathe out. And just do this a couple of times. Okay. My first question is, How do you feel 
What are your feelings right now? And to follow up, just think about what renews you. When do you feel energized? What do you do that makes you feel back on top? My second question is, what would it look like to integrate these types of activities, the things that renew you, the things that make you re-energized? How to get these back into your life in a constructive purpose? Now I want you to imagine this. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I'll give you rest. Jesus is giving us the perfect opportunity here. He's saying, come to me. Put this in my hands and I'll deal with it. So I want you to just think how you can put all this, the things that you do, the activities, and put them to Jesus. And then put the stuff that's draining you, that's wasting your time, that you're focusing on too much, and give that to Jesus because he's going to bear that. He's going to take it. He's going to take the yoke. Because he, he died on the cross for us. And that's the whole purpose. And I just want you now to think, write all this down. Make a note of it. Don't forget it. I don't want you walking out of here and going, oh, that was great. I'm going to do this. And then a few weeks down the line, you're all back here. I want you to come back feeling energized. I want, this is the holiday time. This is where we have our vacations. This is where we get renewed. And I would love to hear about it. I would love to hear your stories about how you made changing your lifestyles and where things have improved. Because this is what it's about. It's about sharing with each other and sharing experiences. So let's just finish off and lift all these requests in prayer. Dear Lord, we just thank you so much that we are able to have the time to relax, that you've created a space where we can just relax and be renewed and be refreshed. Lord. But sometimes we forget this, Lord. Sometimes we're so focused on our work lives that our rest lives become choosable. They become an option. But they're not. And so, Lord, we just lift these up now. We lift up our prayers. We lift up our petitions to you, Lord. You know, when we lift up our prayers, you give us peace. You give us renewal. 
And so I just ask all these prayers that are being lifted up to you now, Lord, that you just take them and answer them as you will. That you inspire people, give them new ideas, give them new direction in this time of rest. So we ask all these things in your name. Amen. Okay, I'd like to invite the band up. And uh, obviously we just said a prayer. And if anything I've said has had an impact on you, we have an opportunity also to, to pray in the alcove. And so I'd like to invite Maurizio, who's a member of our prayer team, to, uh, who've been praying before the service, uh, to share what they've been praying about. And if anything impacts you, that'd be great. Thanks, Maurizio. <laughs>